G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of Hoops Run Down Under. I'm your host, Ty Nguyen, as usual, and today I am joined by a special guest. He is actually a Pacers fan, because that's what the topic is going to be today about. Invite yourself. Hi, my name is Rowan Elbert. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Uh, you know, I'd love to have guests on this, on this podcast, you know, get to, like, get insight from every single fan, which I can. I like talking yeah. to different, different fans, because it gives me a different insight of how they feel about their team because, you know, I'm a Lakers fan and I'm a Brandon Ingram stand. It's been pretty mm-hmm. much made clear. Mm-hmm. Just it's a like, quick question. Just yeah, a quick question. How, how was that for you when Brandon Ingram got sent to New Orleans? Like, was that hard on you? At first it was. I agreed. I'm not going to be like one of those fans who just like, nah, Brandon Ingram. Kyle Fisma was better. Yeah. At the time. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's not that way anymore. What, unfortunately, what do you mean? Fortunately for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the end I, of the day, it's a win win. Brandon Ingram becomes a star. The Lakers won their championship. I can't complain. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, at least you got your championship. Yeah, that's true. So, like, at the time, it really killed. But then I was like, because if you remember, near the end of the season, uh, Brandon Ingram was going off. Oh, he was, yeah. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but we'll do that near the end of the episode. I'll tell you Brandon Ingram's stretch. I know he just went nuclear before he got diagnosed uh-huh. with blood clots, which ended his season early. So, yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, today's topic, guys, we're going to be talking about the Indiana Pacers roster from the 2012-2013 season, which is the first year they really became... Relevant again, no offense since the Reggie Miller days because <laughs> it was pretty true. much just it was pretty much just Danny Granger carrying a very mid level team at best. And if you guys don't know who Danny Granger is, you were sleeping on that guy. That guy was an absolute <laughs> bucket. He he's my top ten favorite of all time. If you didn't know that, he's one. Yeah, because like, yeah, he he got me into basketball. He was the guy that really got me into it. He was just a bucket, and then. It's sad to see that, like, when he got injured, that's when Paul George became good. But, like, if Granger never got injured, would Paul George become the play he did become true? So it's like yeah, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, so, a blessing in disguise. So let's look at the 2012-2013 roster. They have DJ Augustine, they have Jeff Aries, Paul George, Danny Granger, Gerald Green, Ben Hansborough, I'm pretty sure that's his name, and Tyler Hansborough. Yeah, that that was Tyler Hansbro's um, brother, I believe. I de- I've never heard of Ben Hansbro. I know Tyler Hansbro. He was a he was a power forward. He was decent mm-hmm. at best. <laughs> Ray yeah. Hill, Orlando Johnson was just a palm. Jan Mihimi wasn't yeah. wasn't that role player yet. And yes, I know when yeah. you Jan Mihimi, you think of overpaid, but on the paces, he was actually a nice backup before he got overpaid. Oh, definitely. Um, Dominic McGuire, never even heard of you in my life, not even going to cap. <laughs> I, I really Plum- don't remember him. Miles Plumley, I know about you, but you were just trash. Lance Steven, yeah. of course, everyone knows Lance Stevenson. David West yeah. is young. So when you hear that team, what do you think of? Like, I, I think of when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and took that team to seven games, because no, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought when they got to that Eastern Conference Finals, I was thinking like, okay, it was fun while it lasted. But they put up a really good fight against Miami. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't even a fan of basketball at the time. I started yeah. in 2014, 2015 and like really invested into it. Like the way I am now was the 16, 17 season. But like mm-hmm. I've watched so much film and like I've been just so invested. Like I know at the time no one predicted the paces to do what they did. So yeah, they were yeah, go continue. Yeah, they were a surprise team. I think they were the three seed that year. Um, let me check. They were first in the Central Division. Where does it say? It just says their record. It doesn't say where they finished in the seeding, which is weird. Yeah, it is weird. But they finished 49 and 32 with Frank Vogel as their coach. Mm-hmm. They, wow, points per game they only scored 94.7 which was 23rd in the league but yeah was insane i remember that defense was insane poor georgia on the wings with roy hibbert in the middle before he just fell off out of nowhere like legit he was just like yeah, 
one minute he's like an absolute beast and the next minute he's like bye yeah overnight it feels like overnight um roy hibbert forgot how to play basketball (laughs) yeah i know right they were second in the entire league which is ridiculous like how yeah, that's what was compared to the defense. Yeah, because that's what I remember about those Frank Vogel teams. They would always have a top five defense in the league. And to be honest, they didn't really need that good of an offense. They already had George Hill, who was a decent point guard. You know, he could just yeah. he could facilitate a bit, but it was more of a scorer, like a Reggie Jackson type player. You have mm-hmm. Paul George, the youngster, who was playing shooting guard at the time and wore twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I like PG twenty four than PG thirteen. I just oh totally yeah. And he was only six foot eight at the time. He grew another inch. Um, <laughs> Denny Granger at the small forward position. I think he, he was injured. Yeah, he got, I think he was injured like part of that year. And I think that might have been the year they moved Paul. I think it was like maybe in the playoffs when they moved Paul George down the small forward and then put Lance in the starting five at shooting yeah. guard. Yeah, I think that's why. I think that's when it happened. But like, I think a Paul George at the shooting guard position during the early paces days. But it was obviously the best decision to put him at small forward because, you know, by yeah. LeBron and he held his own. So, you mm-hmm. know, this year wraps up. They lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. No one is like, oh, you guys checked, blah, blah, blah. Like, everyone was, like, more than happy for them. The yeah. next year comes around. They finish 56 and 26. They were first in the Central Division again. Exactly. First in the East too. Yeah, they were first in the East, too. Yes, sir. Points mm-hmm. points per game, they were 24th or 30th, so they got worse. They scored more, but they got worse because the pace increased. And yeah. they were still second in defense, yeah. which is good. Um, the expected, it says expected wins losses was 54. So they yeah. overachieved by two games. <clears throat> so this time, you know, the first round they face Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. So, Yeah, but what's interesting about this... I'm going to tell you about this first round series. Okay. It went to it went to seven games. This was a series when Roy Hibbert really fell off. He was getting dominated by, if you don't know the name, Pearl Antage. I've heard he of that. Dom- yeah, he was dominating him that series, and it was not looking good. And there was also rumors that, um, like Paul George slept with Roy Hibbert's wife. There, <laughs> there were rumors about that. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, and also Evan Turner, who was traded at the deadline, because that was the year Danny Granger was traded at the deadline for Evan Turner. Evan Turner and Lance Stevenson actually physically fought before Game One. Wow! So that team was in turmoil because they just took they like they got rid of the wrong pieces because they traded Danny Granger. He was not playing much, but he was still like a great role model for the young guys. And same with Orlando Johnson. He never played, but he was like a great teammate. And they cut him, I think. This is the more popular year of the Pacers, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though the 12-13 season was better, I feel like this team, like the next year, was just more popular. Like, that, yeah, does, I know that doesn't make sense, but like, it's facts. If you yeah. Think. Because now on this team, I, in my opinion, they got better. Like, Roy Hibber got worse, which sucks. George Hill mm-hmm. was still, he got a bit better. There wasn't that much, like, you know, he's George Hill. Like, yeah. he's just a nice guy to have in your team. Jan Mahimi got better. You bring in Louis Scola, a veteran who helped. Not that, oh, yes. Yeah, he, he was decent. Lance Stevenson improved. Evan Turner was a nice pickup, in my opinion, though. Even yeah. though with the turmoil and stuff, you know, he was like mm-hmm. Justice Winslow right now. Even though Justice Winslow is trash, he was like yeah. that guy who can defend. He can play mm-hmm. point guard. For you, like, he's a point forward. Yeah. And um, yet David West, who was stuck, he wasn't really declining yet, but like you could see, like, he was just starting to lose a step in his game, you know? But it still yeah, didn't impact them that much. So mm-hmm. then the next round, they face... The Washington. Rest. Who was in the... Yeah, they played Washington. Was it Paul Pierce? Or was that the next year? I think that was the next year. I think <laughs> Paul Pierce might have been in Brooklyn that year. I'm in not Brooklyn, sure. Okay. So who was on this Wizards team? Let me check. Yeah, John Wall for sure. <clears throat> I know that. John Wall, Bradley Beal. This is rookie Bradley Beal, right? Yeah, he was very young. Young Auto Porter, Glenn Rice, wow. Yeah. Matzo Webster, okay, yeah. This team was this team was was decent. Hey, Eric Mania, if you know, you know. Yeah, what about wasn't Martian Gortat on that team? <laughs> yes, sir. Nice. Hey man. Just I know you guys won't get this. This is an inside joke between me and him. Eric Mania is the best fossil player of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't even don't even at me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the paces. Um, uh-huh. And then in the Eastern Conference, they lost to um, 
But my he, in my opinion, this year they didn't really have an excuse. Chris Bosh yeah. goes. No, 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 no. That was a couple of years ago. Sorry, my bad. Um, just they got, they just simply got outplayed. Like you know, with Roy Hibbert getting worse, they didn't really have an answer. To and be here's, and here's my hot take on it. I okay. think if they never traded Danny Granger and they never got rid of Orlando Johnson. I think they could have actually beaten Miami. It's a bit biased, but I think they could have beaten Miami. I don't know how they would have done against San Antonio in the finals that year. Oh, they would have got destroyed, let's be honest. They, if Roy Hibbert's playing like that, who's going to stop Tim Duncan? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. And what was and the what was the issue with Roy Hibbert was, during the year, they acquired Andrew Bynum. Yes, I didn't understand he, that. He was, he was washed. It was a simple basketball move, but Roy Hibbert felt threatened for some reason, and but, once Bynum joined the team, Hibbert took a noticeable dip. You know, you can even see it in the statistics, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Like, beginning of the year, he was playing at an all-star level, and then, like, ever, when Bynum got there, he fell off. I mean, I can understand, you know, he's he's a two-time NBA champion. He played really good for the Lakers, but like this guy freaking got injured playing bowling. Why are you scared of a guy who <laughs> got injured playing bowling, my guy? Just freaking throw a ball at him and he'll break his leg again or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think he only played he only played two games for the Pacers. I don't even remember him literally suiting up at all. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, they lose. Then the fourteen fifteen season, this is the year Paul George breaks his leg, correct? Yes, that would be correct. That was very that was a very dark time. So they barely have Paul George for most of the year. Hold on, let me give me a sec, yeah. I want to look at the lineups. So let's see, where is it? Starting lineups, here you go. Freaking if you would click on it. Okay, your your starting lineup at the start of the season was Oh my god. I didn't even I think this is Donald Sloan. Is that his name? Was that Donald Sloan? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember him. Was is that how you say it, Donald Sloan? Yeah, Donald Sloan. Because it just says D slash D dot Sloan. So, uh, yeah. Louis Scola, CJ Miles, Solomon Hill, and Roy Hibbert. Yeah. And I think then, George. Like, yeah, George Hill was also in there too. Yeah, what was George Hill? Was he injured as well? No, he played. Actually, George Hill had what. People really forget about this. George Hill had a borderline all-star year that year, borderline. But he wasn't even yeah. starting. That's weird. I remember him starting. No, listen to these lineups. For, well, for five games, they just ran the exact same lineup. Then they put in Chris Copeland and started. Oh, Chris Copeland. That was, the year Chris Copeland got, that was the year Chris Copeland got stabbed in the nightclub. Yikes. There yeah, that was bad. CJ Miles for Chris Copeland. Then they ran mm-hmm. that lineup until the 13th game. Then they put in Jan Mihimi. I'm guessing Hibber got injured. And they put in yeah. Rodney Stuckey. Now mm-hmm. David West comes out of nowhere. Where the hell was David West? He, he got injured in the – I remember this. He got injured in the preseason, uh, and Luis Scola came in. Okay. And Scola, he's, he was a good replacement. Scola, like I said, Scola barely started, though. It was like Copeland and Luis Scola joins the – these lineups are really weird. Like – yeah. Rodney Stuckey, Solomon Hill, David Russ, Rory Hibbert, Chris Copeland. Is Solomon Hill really playing the two? Ew. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> and then, like, what? And then you get, like, after 20 games, you know, it's still Copeland, Hibbert, Hill, Stuckey, David West. So George Hill is still nowhere to be seen in the starting five. I don't even know if he played or not. And was, I, he, was he injured? I, I don't know. I'll check that after this. Where mm-hmm. does he even come in? Like, Hello. Finally, George I, Hill comes in after uh, thirty-one games. That's, that's uh, he must have been injured. He must have been yeah. injured. It's George Hill, Rodney Stuckey, Solomon Hill, David Ross. Okay, that's better. Yeah. So you can see this team. CJ Watson. Shout out to CJ Watson. He was a nice player. Oh yeah. And then mm-hmm. where does Paul George come in? You know he joined in really late in the season, didn't he? Yeah, he he joined them with six games left, and it was oh, way he, too late. He didn't even start at all, did he? It's no, he game. came off the bench. He didn't even start a single game. Okay. Yeah, he came off the bench at he came off the bench in those six games. Damn. So they finished with thirty-eight and forty-four. Yeah, they were the nine seed. They missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs. Makes sense. The mm-hmm. team was like I said: George Hill, Solomon Hill, Young. So this pretty much this year was just down to injuries. 
that's a yeah. going to be a reoccurring thing for the Pacers as we go down. So yeah, that's unfortunate. So the next year, the fifteen sixteen season, ah, oh, in my opinion, the best season of all time. From what I've oh, that was an amazing season. Good thing that year you had Kobe's final year. Then you had the Cavs Warriors finals. That was a great year. Yeah, it was just it was just all around like good year. I was I was yeah. in for Sixers fans. <clears throat> that that was. Oh, um, they finished 45 and 37. They finished seventh in the NBA. So now it tells me where they finished in the conference. That's weird. And wow. So they got better in the offense. They became 17th. Yeah, the because. dropped off to eighth. Mm-hmm. So this is where he went to the Lakers. I remember that. He was trash. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they traded him for a second round pick. <laughs> hey, man. Pelicans, please <laughs> do that with Steven Adams. Please. <laughs> I love Steven Adams because he's New Zealand, but like he doesn't fit in this team. If he was on like a $5 million contract, I would love to have him as a backup. But yeah. I don't want his contract, man. Just give up. Bro, literally, I would even give up a second pick just to trade him because that's how mm. unvaluable he is. He's literally the worst pick and roll defender in the entire league. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, and sometimes, like, I've, I've seen him like out there and he, he's like, I've seen him. He's just like a waste of space, like especially on offense. He's like a waste of space. Like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, it's not his fault, really. I feel like it's just like – I say it's the system, Van Gundy's system, which I think that was the right move to fire him. Agreed. That's just my We can get into the Pelicans' Nizzy under the and, uh, yeah. Nizzy end of the podcast. This is about the Pacers. Yeah. Oh, my God, not Monte Ellis. I hate Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis is the most overrated player in NBA history. I don't care. Come at me. Yeah. I will fight you, and I will prove you wrong. Monte Ellis is literally the most inefficient shot chucker I've ever seen. When I was younger, I was like, Monte Ellis, he can score 25 points, do all these cool dribble moves. Yeah. Because efficiency, I cried. I was like, oh, my. What is yeah, it? Yeah, he was super he was super overrated. No wonder why the Warriors got rid of him. And then yeah. Dallas. I think he went to Milwaukee after that, and I think Dallas and Indiana. And the, then, like, only, the only good year where he was actually impactful was literally the Mavericks. The yeah, Warriors, that one. The Warriors, he wasn't impactful. The Bucs, uh, I guess you can because the Bucs is really sucked. But, like, if yeah. Montez is, like, your second best player, that's kind of concerning. Yeah, um, that was not good. Then Dallas, you know, he helps him into a playoff series, but obviously they lost. And then mm-hmm. for the Pacers, he was just literally – he didn't help at all. Like, I'm, I remember I was actually watching this video. Like, I don't know why these videos keep popping up of the 16 17 season. And this yeah. guy, he was like, Monte Ellis, the most overrated player ever. Like, he, he agrees with me. Monte Ellis is trash. Because, yeah, all he does is shoot the ball inefficiently. He doesn't defend, he doesn't play, make, he doesn't rebound. What is his mm-hmm. purpose? So, yeah. I feel like that's what, honestly, I feel like that was the main reason why they didn't. Do good. He reminds him. You know, like he was taking too many shots away from your star guys and poor George, George Hill. Like Mm. those shots should have went to them. Also, the rookie master, no. Yeah, but he reminds me though of we'll get into it later. That's from the 2018 2019 season. Tyree Evans, he's very similar to that. Well, yeah, Monte. Man, but we knew what Tyreek Evans was. Yeah. We didn't expect Monte Ellis to be like this. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest, I didn't even expect it because at the time I was still a Monte Ellis fan. I became yeah. a Monte Ellis hater, I think, a couple years ago. But, uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been for a couple of years now, man. So, yeah. you know, they have George Hill still. He's still here. He's starting to decline now. You can see that. Jordan uh-huh. Hill, he was decent. Solomon Hill was nice for indie player. Um, David West is gone. Yeah, David West. What happened was it's actually interesting. He went to what Spurs, happened? Right? What he went to the Spurs then to Golden State, correct? Yeah, he he went to the Spurs. It was probably the ring chase, but he said that it was because of the treatment of Roy Hibbert. He said that he didn't like the way they treated Roy Hibbert, so he opted out of his final year and signed with San Antonio. And I think they trade then they traded Hibbert to L.A. Damn, that's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Screw you for that trade, by the way. Just screw your freaking organization. Why give us that bomb? <laughs> I don't know what that second. I don't even know what that second round pick was. Probably not useful considering we don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. So I 
probably don't also, remember. Ty Lawson was in this team? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, he came in, like, near the end of the year because there was, like, some injuries with this team. <laughs> some or the whole team again? It, it was it was kind of like that. And and he and he was somewhat useful. Okay. But obviously this was his twilight of his career. Yeah. You know? Wasn't impactful really at all. So mm-hmm. if I look at this team, yeah, wait, 15-16... Who did it would tell me here? Who did they face? Toronto. They Toronto. they took them to seven games and they lost. I mean, hey, considering you guys, you know, you guys For started ass. off and then you guys didn't really have expectations now. So you took the Raptors to seven. I remember that team, Demar, Larry, um, yeah. Demari Carroll. I'm pretty sure. Or if not, that was the next yes, year. Peter Tucker. You had Terrence um, Ross. Terrence Ross. Yeah, before he got traded for Abaka. You had Valentinus. Mm-hmm. People, but I was talking to a Raptors fan, yeah. And what now? I was talking to a Raptors fan. Yeah. And um, I was talking about the eighteen nineteen season, and he was mm-hmm. like, I was saying like the starting five, and like he mm-hmm. named Gasol, and I said Valentinus. I was like, oh, I forgot he was he even existed. I was like, bro. Yeah. How? how? Like, I don't get. It. He was actually very impactful for your team. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I keep forget about Valentinus. Oh my! But so, yeah, like that. I thought that I thought them taking to Toronto. I thought that was gonna actually put them back in the contention, but the <laughs> opposite happened. Next year, exactly. you finally get Nate Nate McMillan. How do you feel about Nate M- McMillan? Sorry, can't speak. It 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 really it really pisses me off because. They fired Frank Vogel, which was not the right move at all, I think. And then they bring in Nate McMillan. And Nate McMillan, the offense improved a little bit, but the defense declined. Yeah, it says here. They they were 15th in offense, so right in the middle, and 14th in defense. So they're just, they're just middle of the road, which makes uh, sense for the record, 42 and 40. Just meh. And, and, he, was, and he was just, you know, a, he was a very old school coach. And then we fire him finally. Then he goes to Atlanta and he starts to like change and like try right. to make himself more of a modern coach. And now right, in the Eastern Conference Finals. What, wow. I'm looking at your expected win loss record. You expected to win 40 games. They literally just got flipped. That's yeah. Funny. And then you guys got swept by the Cavaliers. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Poor George had no help as <clears throat> Montellus completely fell off a cliff at this point. 15, 16, yeah. season, he was serviceable. You would rather him not play, but he was serviceable. This year, he just had no purpose at all. Yeah. But yeah, Monte Ellis, actually, he got taken out of the starting lineup for yeah, Glenn Robinson III. Uh, I think it was CJ Miles. Oh, it might have been CJ Miles. Yeah, it was CJ Miles because they ran him at the two. Because I remember I was um, talking to my mate about um, Monte Ellis and stuff, and I was like, Monte Ellis is that bad. He friggin' got his starting position taken away by friggin' CJ Miles. Yeah. CJ Miles was, was solid, but you know, still. That he's solid, but like, we're talking about a former All Star got taken out for CJ Miles. Yeah. I mean, CJ Miles shot 40% from free that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is true. So, you know, that actually helped a lot. Me mm-hmm. personally, if I was the head coach for this year, oh, yeah, doesn't. Yeah, because what, ha- what happened with George Hill was he was sent to Utah in a three-team deal, and that Jeff Teague came to Indiana in that yeah. deal. And w- what sucks about that is that George Hill was Paul George's best friend on the team. Damn. So I think that pissed off Paul George even more, and it made him want to leave. Fair enough. I mean, to be honest, when I think of Jeff Teague and George Hill, I, f- I think of the same player. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're very... They're they're very similar, yeah. So that's why and that's why the that's why the move was kind of stupid because you already know the relationship George Hill and your star, who's about to be a free agent, have. So you know, yeah. Why would you jeopardize that? And it's not like George, not George. Sorry, Jeff Teague brought in something different. He just did the exact yeah. He thing. didn't. Also, shout out to Aaron Brooks playing in the. Oh, he, Aaron Brooks. Played, he plays in the NBA now. Oh yeah, he played with Lamelo last year. Yeah, former most improved player when he was in Houston. Yes, sir. And then he fell off a cliff as well. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Also, Lane Stevenson's I... here back. 
Did I yeah, he got that because he was like bouncing around the league, and then he came back near the end of the year to join the team for the playoff run. Yeah, and there was no playoff run, and <laughs> they got swept. Yeah. Oh, also shout out to Freddie Young. He was really important to this team. So, oh yeah, I I thought that was gonna be a game changer for him. I thought that they were actually gonna be better because they got Thaddeus Young and Al Jefferson. I think. Oh yeah, Al Jefferson. Uh, Al Jefferson wasn't really that helpful though. I mean, he was. Yeah, like, you you. I thought he was gonna be helpful, but then he fell off a cliff. <laughs> what is with you? every time you get big men, they just fall off a cliff. <laughs> exactly. That's how that's how it happens. So the next he comes along and. In breaking news to all of the dismay of Pacers fans, Paul George has been traded for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis around the whole entire NBA world, including me, for what the Pacers got robbed. I was like, what the hell are they doing? Victor Oladipo was decent and Sabonis I've never even heard about in my entire life. That's being completely honest. Because that was mm-hmm. the first year I started fully investing. I was like, yeah. who the heck is DeMontis? Like, I knew him because I watched OKC and Russell Westbrook's MVP season, but I was like, you really traded, yeah. like, he's not a superstar. Portridge was, wasn't a superstar. He's probably only had one year where you could count him as a superstar, which was yeah. the end of the 18-19 season, which was um, MVPG. Yeah, MVPG. That, he was never a superstar. He was near the brink of it all the time, but... Yeah. So your team is completely revamped. Our yeah, because, like... Gone. Jeff Teague, gone. Mm-hmm. Now you bring in De'Aaron Collison, who's in, who's probably, in my opinion, who they should have had in the first place. Because they needed yeah. a checker more than a scorer. Yeah, indeed. Because, like, what happened was, with this with this whole trade and all that, With I remember hearing about it, and I was super pissed. I thought we were going to get... Well, I thought the trade was going to be... There was two trades that were about to happen. One of them was going to be with Cleveland, and that was going to send Kevin Love to Indiana. The other one was going to be with the other one that was possible was going to be with Portland, and I was going to send CJ McCollum. Then we get Victor Oladipo and Demon Sabonis, who, you know, definitely weren't on that level yet. I was pissed off, yeah. but it worked out. It worked out. Just sometimes you just got to be honest. You're like, hey, man, I didn't expect it. I, I hated it. And now yeah. he rubbed it in my face. Yeah, well, exactly. Like- until he left. But that's, we'll get to that. We'll get there soon. <laughs> But yeah, like, like what really surprised me was I knew all the depot was going to be good. Yeah, I, 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 I knew all depot would have that potential. I just didn't know who'd be that good right away. Yeah, what really surprised me was Demon Sabonis. He yeah. became like now he's the Pacers franchise player. Mm. All of a sudden, two-time All Star. No one's. I did not see that coming. I did not either. But the problem is he was playing center, and yeah. Um, defense, yeah, fell off a cliff when he stepped on the court. Yeah, he's really not the best defender. So this year they finished forty-eight and thirty-four, so they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. Um, yes. Kevin Pritchard is your exec- executive. We will get into yeah, we, it very soon. Yeah, we got rid of Larry Bird. <laughs> Offens- or Larry Bird resigned. Offensive um, rating was seventeenth out of thirtieth, and their defense was ninth. So they got a bit better on defense, but. Mm-hmm. I look at this roster, I see Corey Joseph, I remember, I was like, okay, Corey Joseph can help. You know, he's going to be a decent point guard, a backup point guard, Mm -hmm. and he just didn't do anything. Yeah. You also have Trevor Booker, he was just meh. Al Jefferson, who just fell out of the rotation. Oladipo became a superstar. Glenn was, not superstar, sorry, he became a star. Glenn Robinson was disappointing. Lance was Lance. I didn't need to say anything else. You have Edmund Sumner, who didn't do anything. He was just there. Miles yeah. improved. Freddie's Young was decent. And mm-hmm. the goat, TJ Leaf, obviously. Yeah, TJ. But what really impressed me was a guy you're forgetting, Boyan Bogdanovich. He impressed oh, yeah. me, especially in that playoff run. Yeah, Boyan. So how did I forget that? I didn't forget about it. I just like went over him. I saw Trevor Book in it. Um, My bad. Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, he was a nice pickup. What, where did he come from again? Wasn't it Brooklyn? He was. Yeah, he was, Brook- he was in Brooklyn. Was it like a trade? Because Trevor Booker was in Brooklyn as well, wasn't he? No, because or- Trevor Booker came near the end of the year. He was cut by Philadelphia, and then the Pacers picked him up near the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Trevor Booker went to Brooklyn eventually. Or, I think it was the next year, or I, I can't yeah. remember. Because I do remember him playing on Brooklyn. Yeah, he did. Also, this year was 
the like at the start of the season, not to do the pieces, just to me in general was the jerseys. Because they finally switched from um I call it Adidas, I know you guys don't, I know yeah. it's controversial. But Adidas. um yeah. Adi- uh they went from Adidas to Nike. And, yeah, not- the, jerseys, and the jerseys were terrible at the start. They were <laughs> ripping, just they looked like they were made out of paper. Yeah, because I remember who was it, Tyler Ennis from the Lakers. I remember his in the preseason, his jersey got ripped. Kelly Oubre and look, who was it? Draymond, Draymond got into a fight with someone. Yeah, he got into a fight. I think it might have been with Bradley Beal. I'm not sure though. But yeah, I can't remember. I just remember the jerseys were ripped and everything. Ben Simmons' jersey ripped as well. Shout out to Ben Simmons, not because of yeah. because he's getting too much hate. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I feel I, I really do feel bad for Ben Simmons. Yeah, man. Just this team. Overall, my opinion on it was just that they, they were good, I guess. Like, you know, they're starting to build some yeah, foundation pieces. You know, they're just recovering from the Paul George trade. Yeah, yeah. and what, what really surprised me was I was expecting a tank. I was expecting, okay, we're going to get into the top five of the lottery probably. We're going to get a guy like Luka Doncic, you know. <laughs> I was I was expecting the tank for Luka. That probably would have been better, to be honest. You had Luka, yeah, you, you have Boyan, you have Freddie Young. Then you have Turner because the bonus still wasn't good that good at the time. That's a yeah. decent starting five. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we go to the next year. They finish with 48 wins. They're fifth again. This time, they're 22nd in offensive rating and they became first in defense, which is amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely all the credit to Mr. Miles Turner, who is oh. underrated. Yep. <clears throat> um, Boyan is still here. Darren Collison. They bring in Tyreek Evans, who had his best year since Sacramento Kings day on Memphis. I was like, yeah. remember Mike Conley got injured and they're like, well, we don't have anyone else to handle the ball. So Tyreek Evans, go do your thing. And then he just bought out. And yeah. And he had like 18 points per game that yeah. year in Memphis. He was great. He was great. And the paces, I remember when I saw Tyreek Evans in the paces, like, Oh my God, you just yeah, had, I was, I was super you had an 18 point per game scorer who can play make for you. Like, you know, when Darren Carlson is, on the bench, you have a secondary playmaker who can score as well. Then you have sharpshooters in Wesley Matthews. Well, Wesley mm-hmm. Matthews that year wasn't good. You add in Doug McDermott, who came from New York. By the way, Doug McDermott, in my opinion, is one of the best backups in the entire league. He's not the yeah. best, but like, if you just want a shooter, bro, I want the Pelicans to get him. I really do. Yeah, because well, I, I got good news for you. He's not. He's probably not going to come back to Indiana. That's oh, what yeah. I've heard. Why? Why? Because I don't know. Because the Pacers, they're really focusing on they they the Pacers really want to bring him back, but I think he wants to go somewhere else, maybe New Orleans. I, I doubt he would want he would want to go to New Orleans. That's just too. I'd want the Pelicans to pick up. Then they draft um Aaron Holiday, who Pacers fans don't like because he, I like him. I'll get in that later, but I like Aaron Holiday. People, he's been very inconsistent. This yeah, year. not like. Not the eighteen nineteen season, the twenty twenty one season, but we'll get into that soon. And um, this year we're just like oh, also shout out Kylo Quinn, uh, the most. Oh, Kylo Quinn. Just no one cares about, but shout out to you. So Bonus was coming off the bench. He was like that six man now, wasn't he? Yeah, was and he? he was. He yeah, he was. He was actually that year. He was nominated for six man of the year. He didn't get it, but he was nominated. Who won it that year? Do you remember? Because it was um, Lou Williams. Ah, uh, Mr. Sweet Lou. Okay. Yeah. So, they, you know, they go to the to the Eastern Conference and then they get swept by Boston because Oladipo, yeah. unfortunately... What, had, ruptured the quad tendon. Yeah, that was... Sad days for the Pacers fans. They're like, oh my God, not, not the poor judge thing all over again. Yeah, because like, I, like, I, like, I saw it. Like, I was actually at a basketball practice that night and they had the TV up and I just looked up and see Oladipo holding his knee. He's on the stretcher. You like I'm that? like, I'm like, I'm like, God damn it! Are you kidding me? I was, it was awful. Hey, shout out to Pacers meme page, bro. He literally, oh, yeah. he, even though I'm not a Pacers fan, literally every day I wake up looking forward to the memes because they're just so funny. It's like That's what? Great. <laughs> hey, one day I'd like to get him on this podcast, bro. Straight out, he'd be a nice guy. He'd totally do it. That seems like something Scott would do. I mean, are you friends with him in real life? Like, not not in real life, but I'd say like online, yeah. Yeah, like you know, obviously I'm from Australia. Where are you from? Are you actually from Indiana or? 
I'm from Indianapolis. Yeah, India, Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, that's cool. How is it? How is it over there? It's uh, it's just you know the the like the weather is very inconsistent. That's about it. Like it's like sometimes really hot, sometimes really cold. There's no in between. Okay, fair enough. The mm-hmm. next year comes around. Oladipo doesn't play for a long time. Yeah, and that's what pretty much, including me, that's what we're waiting for. Oladipo. Oladipo yeah, we were all waiting. That's for all it. they cared about. They didn't care about the entire. Let's be honest. The team was irrelevant. Yeah. You know, they brought in TJ Warren for a bag. Finesse and. NBA history other than what was it Carl Corbett being yeah. traded for a freaking copy machine like that? yeah a fucking copy machine it was crazy <laughs> that's bad you drafting Gogo Madatsi <laughs> who is the meme the meme goat of the Pacers yeah um mm-hmm. you bring in Malcolm Brogdon wasn't he yeah trade right or was, yeah you traded Wesley Matthews correct yeah it was like a sign and trade thing and I think Brogdon was coming off the year when he had his 50-40-90. Yes, sir. 50-40-90 club. And then yeah. the problem with Brogdon is that he should have always been a shooting guard. But because... Oh, totally. But because, like, um, all the deeper... Even though all the deeper was injured, you brought in Jeremy Lamb from the, from the Hornets, which was a decent pickup. But then he gets injured. Yeah. <laughs> reoccurring thing. Yeah, reoccurring um, thing. And then Sabonis finally is like, all right, screw this. I'm sick of playing in Miles Turner's shadow. I'm going to become that guy. He starts as a power forward position and becomes an all-star. Hey, shout out to my boy Brandon Ingram. You know, all-stars, baby. Yeah. Um, I was... A uh, fun story about... Not fun story, but like... I remember... I think Brandon Ingram only played like 10 minutes, not even. Because um, during that time, Brandon Ingram was dealing with like an injury. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, he wasn't going to get that many minutes at all, considering... He's yeah, right. he's Brandon Ingram, but like still, I feel like he just looked very passive. I know that's how the All Star game is like, but he just didn't look like himself at all. Uh huh. Do you agree? Like when you watched him, like I, he just didn't look like Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I don't really remember like watching him in that in that All Star game. I like like usually in, in the All Star game, I'm watching like for the pay, the one Pacers player that usually gets in. I'm Didn't... watching for him to get his five seconds on the court. That's the bonus. Yeah, it's the bonus only played like four minutes, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he had like he had like a couple points and they were both free throws. Yeah, but then everyone forgot because Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul did Chris Paul. Um yeah. so yeah, this team, you know, they were nice. TJ Leaf still wasn't anything. Oh, also the best backup. I don't care if we're not talking about like he's not a six man candidate. Because like most of six men should be starters. If you're talking about he's not good enough to be a starter, but like he's the best six man, TJ McConnell. I don't care. Oh yeah, McConnell, he's a that that was a steal. Bro, TJ McConnell on the Pelicans as well would be nice as a backup. But I swear if Lonzo bullies, I'm going yeah. to, and we will get into that soon. Actually so, I got bad news. I got bad news for you about McConnell. It's oh. looking it's looking more and more likely that he's going to re sign with Indiana. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he he to be honest, you guys deserve him. He he is Yeah. He's like, great. When I think of Indiana, low key, I actually think of TJ McConnell. I think of Master and I think <laughs> of the bonus and I think of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've been I've been in that group chat for too long and that's all you guys talk about. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. But it is what it is. So but yeah, because like yeah, because like McConnell McConnell's like he's a very scrappy player. Yeah. And and that's and that's what I love about him. He he has great hustle. And you know, he, he's great. Yeah, he's to have like, on the team. Exactly. He's just the guy who'd want Doug McDermott became like he improved a bit and like he was more valuable to this team. Jakar Sampson became Edwin Summer still wasn't even in the rotation. And yeah, yeah. when Oladipa came back, he just didn't look like himself and it was clear. Yeah, and he also, was not shooting the ball well. Also, I sorry if I didn't say this, they finished forty five and twenty eight. They were fourth in the east. That's mm-hmm. really impressive considering you barely had Oladipo. You and they got swept. Twenty third in offense and third in defense, so they got a bit worse, but it's expected. Mm. And um, the main story coming out of that was TJ Warren versus Asparagus had Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that that, I that rivalry. I like, yeah, go get in TJ Warren, and then yeah, you guys kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got swept. And well, then we're and also talk about it. 
But yeah, that the issue about it was Demon Sabonis. He was out the entire yeah. bubble. People he forget was, about that because he had a foot problem. Oh yeah, this was the bubble, right? Yeah, this is the oh, bubble. So yeah, we need to talk more about it. And then TJ Warren, aka Michael Jordan, just I yeah. I don't know what the hell got into him. But he yeah. threw everyone, I am now God. Mm-hmm. It still didn't yeah, matter because in the playoffs he got clamped. Yeah, because I remember he because I remember watching him like that first night he dropped fifty three on Philadelphia. I was thinking like they need to drug test him. He's <laughs> on something. <laughs> That's bad. And then you just continued them. You're just like, okay, maybe maybe you have a virus, you know, and it just it just made him <laughs> made him know. better. Yeah, like obviously he didn't get it, but like you know, just yeah. he got in. He's like, yep, I'm now Superman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was. You can't really talk about the bubble that much. Like, I don't think, obviously, I'm a Lakers fan. I was happy, but you can't give mm-hmm. that much credit to it because it was just a weird situation altogether. Uh, this is just a quick question. Yeah. Do Do you get pissed when people say, like, Mickey Mouse ring or, like, they say the title was illegitimate and all that? Oh, I just don't care. They can say what they want. Yeah, I they can say whatever they want. I literally have, like, 570 unopened snaps. I don't even... You think I'm going to pay attention to them out of anything? Yeah. But by yeah. the way, that is not me flexing. I actually hate it. I know people are like, oh, look, he's so clouded. That, that's No, it's annoying. It is mm-hmm. actually annoying because it's like, I'll open, I'll send a snap, and then it's like, I'm like, oh, fuck this. So then I just take <laughs> my phone. And that's why it mm-hmm. builds up so much because when I do respond, everyone just wants to respond back, then I get annoyed about it. And then, yeah. So the 2021 season comes and... Oh boy, this yeah. I'll let you start. I'll let you start because this is the most recent season. Obviously, you're the Pacers fan, so I want you to talk about it first, just completely. So yeah, we got rid of Nate McMillan finally, yes, and definitely. then it, yeah, then we bring in this this bald ass dude, <laughs> Nate Bjork Green. Oh, is that his name? <gasps> I've been saying Nate Bjorken. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced hey, right. Hey, hey, but before we continue, I don't think. You guys should hate on him. Let's be honest. He was a rookie coach. This is a weird situation in general, like, you know, with the season and stuff. This is still a weird season, in my opinion, even though there was no bubble, even though Mm -hmm. the NBA didn't get shut down. This is still weird. They're coming, they're like all rushed back. The season's very rushed. There's so many injuries. So, in my opinion, I believe he does deserve another chance. That's not as a head coach. But, like, I'm not talking about like as a coach. I'm talking about the type of person he was. You might have forgotten about this. There was a report that came out by Bleacher Report. They're saying that like he was a horrible person. He would like always, like he'd always like get in the fights and all that. And he would, um, he was just never had good relationships with the players, and the locker room was basically destroyed because of that. Damn, I did not actually didn't even hear that at all. Yeah, and, it, and apparently the report said it. It was actually proven to be false. This report. They said that T.J. Warren even requested a trade Damn, because man. of all of this. <clears throat> well, he's still in, he's still here, so yeah, that's good. I mean, he can't really, re- he can't even request a trade. Like, who's gonna want him? Because he's injured right now. Yeah, he's injured. So I think he's the, gonna bounce back next year for sure. Hopefully. So this year is the most just disappointing paces year out of all the years we've talked about so far. Because yeah. Like, no one really had expect. Like, I had actually very high expectations for this team. To, yeah, I did too. To my dismay. Um, they finished 34 and 38, ninth in the Eastern Conference. They made the play and then they just, yeah, they just, mm. they just got beat. That's- but the only, I'm going to tell you the only bright side about this year, and it was O'Shea Brissett. He was a. Yeah, he definitely was. But during the year, Brogdon. In my opinion, the problems with the Pacers was he didn't have a pure point guard. You did yeah, have TJ yeah, McConnell, but he's not starting. And Brogdon's yeah, a, you a ball hog. Um, mm-hmm. You had the animosity between Oladipo and Pacers fans. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't hate Oladipo. Like, it's his decision at the end of the day. I just feel like he mishandled the situation. Yeah, he could have been better, but it is what it is. Obviously, I'm not going to be as salty about it as you guys. Yeah, but I, I'm not too mad at him because I'm I'm really happy we got Karis LeVert. Yeah, Karis. Hey, man, that that trade saved his life. 
That trade did save his life. That's and that's Harden for being a bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. If James Harden was bitching and whining the whole time, Karis Levert wouldn't be traded. And that's the one thing I'm grateful about <laughs> is that Karis Levert's life was saved. And then when he came back, you didn't expect too much from him because, you know, he just had, like, all these surgeries to remove the cancer. Yeah. And he just and he just balls the fuck out. It was great. Yeah, man. It was nice to see Karis Levert play good, you know. But like mm-hmm. it didn't it still didn't help because the main problem also was Sabonis and Turner. They just Yeah, they, they don't mess work, well. But you just can't at the end of the day because Sabonis is too slow. And yeah. in my opinion, I would rather Turner over Sabonis because his impact is higher than Sabonis's and impact over like, impact is the most important thing, which makes Miles Turner better than DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, totally. Because, like, here's what's going to happen. If, if if they trade Miles Turner, that defense is going to... Oh, God, you guys are going to be the best defense in the entire league. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, because I remember, like, one... There was one game. I, I forget what game it was. They gave up, like, like 100, like, 40, 150 points. Miles Turner was injured. Yeah, that was bad. And Miles Turner missed, like, the whole, like... He missed, like, the last, like, 20 or 30 games. Yeah, he's been injured for a long time this season. Also, that's just the main... This is, like, the worst year out of injuries. It was, like, one guy's here. It was, like, for example, Jamie Lamb comes back. He's injured. Oh, uh, Brogdon, he's here. Oh, but yeah, by the year now. Karasova, oh, yeah, you know, you you got to go have surgery. Sabonis, so um... Well, a couple of the games that arrested him, I know that. And then the rest were, yeah. like... Injuries. I remember seeing in the group chat, you guys was like, "Oh, maybe they're just making up an injury to rest him," which, to be fair, he did deserve. Yeah, he um, did. And Miles Turner, he got injured, and then like their role players, T.J. McConnell, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday was trashed. So then, O'Shea Brissett comes in, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hi, I'm that guy right now." Also, what yeah. was that guy's name? Hold on, well, it should be here. Um. That guy who broke his ankle and just that that was horrible. What was his name? Um from Orlando? No. Or it was your team, wasn't it? I'm trying I'm I'm trying to think of a guy that broke his ankle. Do you remember, I'm, I remember I'm it was against the Magic. It was against the Magic. It was that No, it was actually an Orlando player. It was Devin Kennedy from oh. Orlando. Oh sorry, my bad pace of sense. Don't kill me. You don't need to come riding on He's not on our team, blah blah. Okay, jeez. Yeah, it's it's been a long episode already. Yeah. Hey man, this is definitely gonna go over an hour. Mm-hmm, definitely, it's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Actually, you talk real quick. I need to go bathroom. We've been holding it for like twenty minutes now. All right. So just so just continue talking about what you expect from the paces going forward and stuff. All right, guys. I'm here by myself. So I well, I expect from the Pacers. This season, they have new head coach Rick Carlisle. I love Rick Carlisle. He's a great defensive-minded coach. But what really makes it, I feel like, is the staff. They bring in Lloyd Pierce, who is a who's great offensively. Ronald Denard, I believe. I think he'll be a good player coach. You know that'll work out. I think they are keeping Caleb Canales, so that staff's going to be good. Karis Levert, we get to see what he can do in the full season. I think what's really going to come down to it is injuries. It's the story we've heard all the time. Injuries. Like, you know, you've you've seen it with the injuries. We've had, like, all, all our stars are getting injured with the bonus, Warren, all that. Yeah. If they can stay healthy, then I can really expect Indiana to be a top-four team Agreed. in the East. So... What do you think the Pacers' direction is going forward? So, like, I've, there's been a lot of uncertainty, but I think that uncertainty has become more certain because after the season, you're thinking, do you blow it up or should you give this team one more go? Oh, and, yeah. and then they bring in Rick Carlisle, who is a proven head coach. He's great. So I think that proves they're, they're going to go all in. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Scott, man, for DMing. <laughs> what was the DMing it? Daughter. What was it? Like the coach's daughter? Isn't that who he yeah. messaged? 
Yeah, I think he just said I think I think he just said hi or something like that. And yeah. he said, What's up? <laughs> and then and then he's like something like make our team good or something like that. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, this yeah, guy really you... liked that, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's how you get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as soon as soon as he enters the arena, she's just like, That's him. <laughs> run. Run for your life, my guy. But uh, me personally, I'd blow it up. Oh really? I would blow it up. Why is that? They just don't work. You've tried this multiple times. You've been trying to stay above 500 for so long. Since the 2012-2013 season, you guys haven't tanked. True? Yeah. Yes, you guys haven't made the playoffs. That doesn't mean you tanked because you guys fought for the playoffs the whole time. You guys mm-hmm. need to just completely hit reset. It's fine. I get it. You guys don't want to. You're a small market team. No one's going to care about you. Then you're just going to be like the... I, I don't know. Like the Charlotte Hornets from... 2016, 2017. Like, no one cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had Kemba, but I was already, okay, cool. No one cares. But, <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of agree with you, but I also kind of don't. I'm going to say this. I think they should give it one or two more years. Two, more, if it, no, it, two more years is way too much, but trust me. Yeah. Maybe, like, let's say, okay, let's say one more year. And okay. if they don't make it out of the first round or if they get swept again, then just blow it up. And and I know injuries have been a problem. This team just cannot stay healthy. I think it's throughout the it must be your medical staff. Your medical staff isn't good. And it has to be. Because how yeah. are your guys getting injured so much? That can't be luck. That has to be with how bad your training facility yeah. facility is. Actually, as a matter of fact, Victor Oladipo, back to him, they misdiagnosed his injury. Oh my god. They 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 missed it. They misdiagnosed it, so that's part of it. Josh Corbeil, he's the head trainer. If you're listening to this, Josh Corbeil, fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So um, transitioning. So what I would do personally is, look, as a Brandon Ingram fan, I actually wouldn't mind him on the paces at all. To be honest. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, I've made multiple trade offers which have been realistic, but they always clown me because they like to make fun of Brandon Ingram and piss me off. Yeah, I, I literally, I think it was the other day, I was like, I showed a trade of Brandon Ingram going to the Raptors and like Brandon Ingram for a second round pick, and I was like, mm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. If I'm the Pacers for a fair deal, so what would the Pelicans want? What would the Pelicans want? I think. I think, and this is, I think here's what here's what they would want. I feel like, I feel like in a deal like that, that they're gonna they're gonna want Miles Turner. Yes. But I, they would totally want Miles Turner. All right. But I feel like you can keep the bonus. Listen, this is be my trade off for you. Mm-hmm. I know you, the problem is you guys barely have any picks, so like it might be unrealistic, and you'd have to give up a lot more players, which you wouldn't want to. So yeah, you would have to give up Malcolm Brogdon, and here's the reason why. Lonzo yeah, Ball, I agree. If, which we, which we, which we'll get into soon. So you're going to need another guard. Um, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon reunion. Hopefully, Malcolm Brogdon gets Eric Bledsoe into ship shape. You know. Um, yeah. You would have to give up Miles Turner for defense. You'd probably mm-hmm. have to do a sign-in trade for TJ McConnell. Let's be honest. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, prob- like, what first-round picks do you even have? Like, make we have the thir- we have the thirteenth pick. You would have to give up your 13th pick. I know you don't want to. You would have to. And even nice. then, I still feel like that's not enough. For Brandon Ingram? Uh, actually, no, that's fair. That's fair. Brogdon, Turner, TJ McConnell, and the 13th pick for Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'd want to give up that much for just Brandon Ingram. I think, they're at, I think New Orleans would have to throw in something else. Okay, we'll throw in... We'll throw in Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> I know Eric Bledsoe. any part of him. Anyways, I don't think that would work because he's in a big contract. Um, <sighs> Najee Marshall, he was actually a nice. He was a nice guy who stepped up near the end of the season. Well, who's the guy? Um, Nikhil, Nikhil, Nikhil Alexander. No, I would not give up Nikhil. What about Josh Hart? Josh Hart's actually a free agent, so it would be a sign. Oh, actually, yeah. That would work. That would work. You, you uh, sign and trade uh, T.J. McConnell and Josh Hart. So I really want. Yeah, I really want. Yeah. I, re- I really want Josh Hart because I'm a Villanova fan and Josh Hart played at Villanova and I watched his whole college career. 
Fair enough. Also, in my opinion, Josh Hart is... TJ McConnell is one of the best. Josh Hart is, and I know it's going to sound controversial, he is the best role player in the entire league, and here's why. Why is that? He's a decent shooter. He's an amazing rebounder for a guard not named Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't stat pad. I don't believe in the stat padding just because people are going to go as a narrative if you stat pads. Sure. I don't believe in it, but sure. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. Stat yeah. pad. Um, he also can defend on an elite level. He can guard probably one through four because he's played mm-hmm. power, power forward position a lot of the time, which is it's interesting. You have really? Brandon Ingram who's taller, but they run Josh Hart mm-hmm. at power forward because he's stronger. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is a very strong guy. That's why I noticed. That's why I noticed that Villanova. Because how tall is he? I think he's like six five, something like that. Yeah, six five. That's what I thought. Me... I remember he was like, I'd see him like box out against guys that were like six eleven, you know, and you know, and he was, and he was, you know, doing very well. Yeah, I also remember one game he got like fourteen rebounds against the Heat, and I remember this because I'm pretty sure Brandon Ingram didn't play that game. Yeah, he's six five. Yeah. Um. It was like Brandon Ingram didn't play that game, and like he just <laughs> he just bitched him. Yeah, Bam the bio move. Who are you, Jimmy Butler? I think you move. That said, so that's in my opinion why he's the best role player in the in the entire league, mm-hmm. and he has a strong case for it. So, um, but, yeah, go continue. But New Orleans, have they gotten a coach yet? Uh yes, we are we are going after Willie Green. I actually made a podcast oh, tonight about it. But then um, I scrapped it because my voice just sounded horrible. It was like late. It was like twelve a.m. in the morning. Yeah. It, it just, yeah, Willie. You're saying? It, it just wasn't that good. Also, shout out to Willie Green, former New Orleans Hornets player. Uh, mm-hmm. anything else you want to talk about the Pacers before I train before we transition into the Pelicans, just for like five minutes, ten? Uh, I'll say. Um, I'll say this: with the thirteenth pick, if the Pacers do keep it, I really think they should pick up a 3-and-D player for off the bench. I think that guy would be Moses Moody from Arkansas. Okay. I, don't, I actually don't watch anything to do with college because in Australia, it's actually kind of hard to watch college. It's not the hard uh-huh. but, like, it is a bit hard to watch college basketball. Like, it is on ESPN and stuff, but, like, I'm busy and stuff also. And I'd, if I'm picking NBA over college, what do you think I'm going to pick? Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, I know this is going to sound hella biased, and I'm fine with that. But it just makes perfect sense. You guys need to pick up Josh Giddy. Not because Josh he's Giddy. listen, he's yeah. like he his jump shot isn't that reliable. I mean, shout out to Josh Giddy, he bought out for us in Australia. Also mm-hmm. shout out Shelly, you know. We beat them, you will say motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I'll say this about Giddy. He yeah. I think he could he truly could be everything you want in a point guard. He is the definition of a true point guard. Exactly. I love watching him. He's great. I would, I would not mind picking him. But if you do, that means you would need to give up TJ McConnell because... Yeah, that could be. Because Josh Giddy isn't a good shooter. TJ McConnell is a sniper from mid-range, but from three-point, he's not a good mm-hmm. And Josh Giddy isn't that reliable of a three-point shooter yet. So it's like, it would be... It would kind of be stupid to run Giddy and um, McConnell down at the same time. Like, just Giddy six foot eight, but he's not that reliable of a defender yet, which is fine. Yeah, he defended you know? really good last night though. Yeah, in his Olympic debut. Yes, sir. Josh Giddy, you know he bought out. Did you guys? Did you watch it just because he might become in the paces? No, it's just he's not just that. It's part of it, but it's also because he's very fun to watch. Like I love watching true point guards. Hey, like him. because you're American, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm American. American. I know. And I don't want to sound biased. What do you think of Team Australia? Team Australia? I think they are definitely a top three team, like, in the whole Olympic Games. Really? Yeah, I'd say so. It's just, you got. All right. This is also going to have to do with the question. When you think of Australia, what do you think of Australians? I think of Matthew Delavadova and Kangaroos. My God, I'm not surprised about the kangaroos thing. I'm not surprised at all. But Matthew Delavadova. <laughs> when I think of Australians, obviously I am Australian, so it's going to be you know a bit biased. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm if I'm trying to see this from a non-Australian perspective, I think of Australians who are very hardworking. They're very gritty. They work together. When they want to get a job done, they work together. Yes, there are lazy people. 
including me, I'm kind of lazy, not going to lie. <laughs> Australians, like, when there's a goal, they always come together. Like, especially for a country, it's like, we will fight each other. But, like, if you talk about a country, that's a different story. And that's what it, that's what you can see on the court. Everyone is playing for each other. They are playing. Yeah. Like, each possession is their last. And I know, Dante, shout out to Dante Exxon. I know I'm shouting at a lot of people, but yeah, Dante Exxon, there was a couple of plays where, like, he went for a steal and he missed it. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show that's how Australians are. They're going to take that chance. They're going to take that risk because that's the way we are. We all play together. We all play defense. And, like, our switching and stuff, like, we were always moving. Okay, yes, we were a bit slow in the rotations, but it's the fact that we're trying and we're trying our hardest to get there. That's what, that's what is going to be the bright spot because once we get to the real games, we're going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you guys have to remember, we didn't have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons have... him so much. And even though every American says he's American, Kyrie Irving, he was born in. Oh, yeah. Imagine we Kyrie. had Kyrie Irving, ben, or Kyrie, Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Ben Simmons, and you bring back Andrew Berger from he retired. He deserves mm-hmm. it. He played for Sydney Kings over here, which is where I'm from, Sydney. Uh-huh. Uh, he he was dominant just because it's the NBO and like it's more like if you watch the NBO, it's more like 2000s slash early yeah. 2010s basketball. Mm-hmm. That's the feel I get from it. So you know he was just like a low post threat for the Sydney Kings, but yeah, just like our team would be so good if we had. I believe we would win gold. Like. I, I, I think you'd I think you'd I think at the very least you'd give Team USA a run for their money. Yeah, but we're not gonna win. I know that when the actual games come along, we're not gonna win, which I'm fine with because our team isn't even that good. But apparently Patty Mills, he deserves a ninety nine overall in two K, I don't care. Yeah, he's he's great. Also a guy who should be in the NBA, Chris Golding. Oh yeah, he, totally. He to- he torched you guys. And then he mm-hmm. literally destroyed the hell out of Nigeria. And what's sad, because the way how the world is, you guys are going to be memed out. It's like, okay, you guys can't beat Nigeria, but then you see Australia blow them out by like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, it was just a kangaroos, you know, which jumped them pre-game. Then you're like, just like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Anyways, uh, man, to, the, to the Pelicans. Um... There's reports that Lonzo Ball is he might go back to the Lakers. I mm-hmm. don't know why he would want to. Personally, I think um, it's best he's not in a big situation. It's clear. When the lights yeah. aren't on him the most, he plays. That might be because he was under so much pressure and he was a rookie, so that's sophomore. Mm. That's why he didn't do good, but I just believe he's better in a, in a small market team. So Yeah, because like I, I feel like that first year, that rookie year, when he was doing really bad, I think it, I think a lot of the pressure was was his father Lavar. Oh yeah, definitely. I think he was creating a lot of that pressure. He was saying, "Oh yeah, my my son's better than Stephen Curry." He, he was saying, my, "I could beat Michael Jordan one on one." Okay, that was and, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> uh, I'll say Lavar is very funny. I actually even have a big baller brand like merch in the closet. Hey, that goes to show Lavar Ball. He he's actually not crazy because his whole idea. Yeah. Is to get attention, and that's what he done. Look, you literally bought a show, so he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a smart but, business guy. Mm-hmm. But I think Lonzo, I yeah, I agree. He doesn't need to be in a big market like the Lakers. I don't think he should go back there. Not I think he sure. should stay in New Orleans. But the thing is, I feel like because the reason why he played bad, look, he averaged fifteen points, about six rebounds, and like. Seven, six assists, something like that. I don't mm-hmm, know if that's yeah. right now, but it's roughly estimate. And he is obviously those assists sound awful. You're like six assists. What the hell? That's Lonzo Ball. It's the system. If you watched a single Pelicans game, mm-hmm. he looked like he was meant to be JJ Redick out there. And you're like, bro, yeah. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> as a Brandon Ingram stand, mm-hmm. I have to admit, Brandon Ingram does have too much pressure on him and sometimes he does like overshoot yeah but that has to do more with the system let's be honest obviously Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram isn't the best I saw he was the worst like one of the worst players in the clutch and I was like oh, pain oh. 
like he he was top three worst players in in the clutch. I was like, oh, oh really? Yeah, and I don't know why. Usually, like I have a, re- I I don't know why. Yeah, I guess it's because like that's final possession. Like if you watch the Pelicans, all right, when you guys when Pelicans played the Pacers, yeah, yeah, you guys put pretty much anyone and everyone on Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Like, that is true. Like everyone had a go, and they still really couldn't do anything. And then you guys, yeah, ended, and then you guys end up double teaming him, and mm-hmm. it started working out because Eric Bledsoe in a shooter. And like I'm pretty sure Lonzo Ball played both games, didn't he? Yeah, I think I think he did. Yeah. Because I remember that I remember that first game. Was that the one where you guys were up by like ten with like two minutes left or something like that? And then, and then the Pacers came back and won. They hit that free, right? Yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah. It was like Miles Turner with the steal, and then all of Depot hit that clutch three. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the other way around. Depot steal and Turner with the free. Yeah, but yeah, it was Turner with the free. I remember Miles Turner hit the free. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was probably. Um, and I actually, you know, why I remember this so clearly? Because if you guys, if you remember. In the group chat, mm-hmm. I made a bet with, like, if the Pacers won, I had to say on my story that, like, I think... Oh, no, I had to say Sabonis was better than Zion. <laughs> and and um, if you guys lost, I think you guys had to say Brandon Ingram was the best small forward in the entire league, something like that. Wow. And, yeah, obviously, you know what happened. I was like, oh, this hurts. But I was like, I was fine with it. And also at the but, time, the Pelicans meme page, so that even hurt even more. I was like, oh my god, why? But, but yeah, my, my phone's actually about to die. Alright, so I'll just wrap it up then. Yeah, but really, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We had a good talk. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, just don't leave it, because like, if you leave, it's going to end it. I'll edit this out. Okay. So just let me do the outro. That's all we... Oh, that, right there. Take two. That's all the time we have you. Oh my god, my voice. <clears throat> Why is this doing this to me? Why you do this to me? Okay, three, two, one. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Hoops Down Under. Obviously, shout out again to my host. You know, he was a great host. Brought a mm-hmm. lot of insight about the paces, which I personally didn't know. And it was just mm-hmm. a very inter- entertaining conversation. Um, if there are any Americans out there, shout out to you guys, you know. You guys do bring in the money and stuff. And that's where yeah. most of the listeners are from. And if you're from Australia, g'day, mate. Please stay inside, wash your hands, and wear masks at all time because this COVID yeah. thing's serious. Like, the army's coming out here, bro. Like, it's starting to get a bit serious. But anyways, that's all the time we have here, like I said. And I will see you next time. Peace out.